Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man, thank you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, movie reviews, trivia contests, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio mystery on the Weird Circle. But it's time now for our quiz game, Stump the Host. Lisa Wolf will test my knowledge of classic radio by asking me a bevy of questions on the subject. For every question I answer correctly, you'll hear that. For every question I answer incorrectly, you'll hear that annoying sound. Lisa, say hello to our uh, listener contestant. You're going to let me speak? I'm so happy. We have Jan on the line from Hinsdale. Hey, Jan. Hi, I'm so excited. Oh, we're excited, too. We're so glad you get to play with us today. I I I listen to you on Sunday oh. night on WGN at eleven o'clock. Oh, thank you. Well, we look forward to that as well. And today we'll do a little uh, a little uh, stump the host. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. Ready, guys. All right. Hi, Jan. Hi, Jan. I'm ready. Okay. okay. Jan, who was the longtime announcer on the Fibber McGee and Molly show? Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. He has a weird name. That's true. Starts with an H. Starts with an H. Its first name was Harlow. You know? Harlow? No. Harlow Wilcox. Harlow Wilcox is right. We're on the board, hey, Jan. We got That's you and I. We're a team, you and me, Jan. So oh, we're good. I'm your lifeline. With my parents when we were young, and I'm uh, not All right, oh, it's okay. And, and that's how it works. That's why we're uh, we're a team. Okay, L.A. Riggs was on radio's Your Hit Parade. What mm-hmm. did he do? Ah, yes. What was his job? He was, do you know? No. Okay, he <laughs> okay. was the auctioneer. He was the auctioneer. Yeah, he was that the auctioneer. Correct. Excellent. He's like, uh, sold to American. <laughs> the Straight Shooters Club for young listeners was associated with what cowboy? Straight Shooters, uh, blah, blah. Do you know this one? See, let me think. Straight. Oh, could you repeat it? Sure. The Straight Shooters Club for young listeners was associated with what cowboy? I got it. The Carlos. Lone Ranger? No. Oh, no. I got it. Tom Mix oh, and his Ralston Straight Shooters. That is right. Oh. That's okay. It's okay. You guys are in it together. All right. A box of Mars and two tickets to next week's mm. production were the prizes given to the losing contestants on what quiz show? What quiz show? Yep. Oh, man. A box of Mars and two tickets to like next week's shows. production. I didn't like the quiz shows. Well, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't What's My Line. No. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, give it a shot here, Carl. Um, you know, I know Mars sponsored Curtain Time for a while, but that wasn't a quiz show. Oh, boy. I don't know. I'll just right. take a guess. I'll sure. just say um, it pays to be ignorant. It's Dr. IQ. Dr. IQ. All okay, right, that's so. good. All right, All right so it's I okay. missed one. It's okay. Well, Jan and I missed one. Jan, I think you're going to know this one. 
What was the name of Henry Aldrich's sister? Oh, man. Ah. Sue. No. Um, it's, you know, a name like that, but <laughs> it's not uh, Sue. Why a sister? Linda? His friend, his best friend was, was Homer Brown. I know that. That wasn't the question. I know. Okay. Um, his sister. Alice? I don't know. No. I don't know. What it's was Eleanor. it? Eleanor. It's Mary. Mary, um, that's right. Yeah. Darn. Darn. Darn, darn it. Look how aggravated darn, he is. Darn. All right, so we have three, and Lisa has two. That's okay. What was the comedy singing group on the Jack Benny program called? Mm, the comedy singing group. You know this one. I just said one. that. <laughs> the, the Lori something, isn't it? The what? Mm. It starts Lori? with an S. The, you got the, the the right. It was the Sportsman, the sportsman. Quartet. That's correct. All right. All right. This one we all know and love. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Name the product that sponsored Jack Benny on radio. Well, there was a lot of them. Really? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different hmm, products. Maybe but that's, that's not okay. a good I question. Can name a, I can name about seven of them. Oh, well, wow. Yeah. Well. But so are you talking about, I mean, there was a lot of, there was Jell-O. It was Jell-O. Was, that's the one that I read Canada about. There was Canada Dry Ginger Ale. I think Jell-O was. There was Grape Nuts Flakes. Uh, l- let me be clear. I think Lucky Jell-O Strike. was their longest sponsor. Could be. Could be. All right. All right. You're All good. Right, that's okay. You're on the board. All right. So we get a couple of dings for that? Yeah. Just right. one, though. All right. You got one ding. Got it. Okay. Okay. This is my favorite question. Okay. A recording of Abbott and Costello's Who's on First routine is right. placed on display at what museum? Oh, yeah. Do you know this? The uh, Radio Hall of Fame. That's a great guess. It's not right, it's but close. it's a great guess. They There is a recording of the Who's on First. At the um, Smithsonian? No, that's another great guess. It is at the. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the tip of your tongue. It's the it's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes, All it right. is. Do you, know, oh. do you know where that's located? Yes, it is. Uh, it's in New York. It is. It's, it's yeah. in Cooperstown, mm-hmm. New York. Cooperstown. You don't get any oh. extra for that. It's just right. for fun. Right. Have you ever been to it? No. Never have been to it. I would think that you would want to go there. I know. Okay. I know, yeah. okay. Yeah. Played so, a little baseball in my day. <laughs> I, I have. I know you're getting a little too old for baseball these days. <laughs> Keep getting hurt too playing baseball. Too many injuries. Injured. Save yourself. Yeah. Pat Costello was an executive producer on this show. How was he related to Lou? Pat Costello. Yes, he was hmm. an executive producer on the Abbott and Costello show. He was. Yes. He, he, his uncle. No. Hmm. But he was related to Lou. I'm going to guess it was his brother. It was his brother. It was his older brother. But that was a guess. I didn't know that one. That's correct. Yeah, so I just got lucky. You know where I got this information from, right? The Tune In Yesterday, or Encyclopedia of Old Time Radio. Encyclopedia of Old Time Radio. Right. Okay. Lou gave his brother-in-law, Joe Kirk, a recurring role on the show. Mm. What was it? Joe Kirk? That's hmm. his brother-in-law. He had a recurring role. So he on... was into nepotism. That, exactly. Uh, Costello, That's huh? right. Okay. Who, what I was his role? No idea. Um. Hmm. I would say he was. And it's a character Definitely. you know. The manager. I don't know. I don't, don't know. know this I don't one? think I know this one. No. Mister. Mister. Not Mister Kitzel. Nope. Oh, I don't know. I had to play the clip to it? make sure to pronounce this correctly. Mr. Who? It's Bachi Al Galoop. Never heard of it. What? <laughs> Never heard of it. 
Well, he was. I, okay. I watched the clip of him. They're like, Mr. Bashi Agaloop. I have no idea. Agaloop. Never heard of it. All right. All right. That's okay. This is fun. Okay. <laughs> it's getting more fun. <laughs> Adventures by Morris was produced, written, and directed by who? All right. You know this one? Adventures by Morse. That's what I said. Adventures right. by Morse. It was written, produced, and created, directed and by, by Carlton. Carl, no, not Philip Morris, because that's a cigarette. <laughs> Carlton E. Morris. Morse. Morse. Right. Yeah, like Carlton Morse code. E. Morse, like Morse code. Like that. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have for all right, Lisa. All right. Yeah, you want How one, one quick one more? There's no quick That's here. That's it. How did we do? Um, Add it up. I don't know. I think we did very well. We did great. We all Lisa, did well. Lisa, you got like two or three. And, Thanks, and Jan and I got the rest. And Jan, Fantastic. you're going to get some I fabulous prizes. <laughs> no, yeah, we're a team, Jan. That's how it works. You know, it's like when you're on a baseball team, if you hit a home run, I still win the game with you. That's how it's it works. It's Abbott and Costello. Right. Well, I'm glad that you're on my team. Are you Abbott or Costello? I'm both, actually. Yeah, I'm both. Um, way to go, Jan. Thanks you're a winner. Playing, Jan. And thanks Very for playing great. the game. All right, when we come back, it's the Weird Circle. Stick around. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. We just heard a commercial for Cat's Pride. And make sure, folks, that you send in a picture of you and your cat along with your name and your cat's name. Email that to us here at catspridephoto at gmail.com along with your city and state. And you'll automatically be entered into a drawing to win a year's supply of Cat's Pride kitty litter. We do it once a month. The CEO of Cat's Pride, Dan Jaffe picks one of the pictures uh, via a drawing and uh, gives away a year's supply of Cat's Pride Kitty Litter. Right, Lisa? Yep, we've given away it twice. We have ten more times to go, so each month you can re-enter and uh, hope for the best. So send it in right away and you'll be entered automatically. So send it in to catspridephoto at gmail.com. All right, it's time now for the Weird Circle. This is called a terribly strange bet. It's a good murder, mystery, horrifying a uh, story by Wilkie Collins. It's going back to October 3rd, 1943. Here's part one now of The Weird Circle. The Weird Circle. In this cave by the restless sea, we are met to call from out the past Stories strange and weird. Bellkeeper, pull the bell so all may know we are gathered again in the weird circle. again the immortal tale, a terribly strange bed. Jack Westcott was the best friend I ever had. He was the gayest of people. That was until we left America. 
I was writing a book about historic murder cases and had come to Paris to do some research work. Jack was fascinated with my work. Strangely fascinated. Almost horribly so. He enjoyed finding twisted minds and probing them. His hunger for crime was bound to end in tragedy. On the last evening of our visit in Paris, we were walking on the left bank of the Seine River when Jack noticed a crowd gathered about our old friend, the head of the Paris police force, Inspector Duval. I was in a hurry to return to the hotel to finish writing my murder manuscript. The deadline was in the morning. But Jack insisted on stopping. What's the excitement all about, Duval? Well, hello, Mr. Westcott. Still looking for ancient murders, Mr. Manning? Not tonight, Duval. Ancient or otherwise. <laughs> Stick around, Mr. Manning. I'll show you a murder the likes of which you've never seen before. Okay, boys. Drag it out of the river. What is it, Inspector? A corpse, Monsieur Westcott. A corpse that's been squashed thin as a piece of paper. Well, let's see it. Oh, what do you mean, thin as a piece of paper? Hey, bring it over here, boys. Right under the gaslight. <gasps> Horrible-looking thing, isn't it? Horrible and fascinating. Well, it looks like it got squeezed in a giant press. We've had an epidemic of these corpses lately. Any idea who's doing it? Not even a vague notion, Mr. Ma- hey. Hey, you. You, the fat man. You mean me, Inspector? Yes, I mean you, fat man. How come you're always around when we pull a corpse out of the river? Why? I, uh, I enjoy murder. You enjoy it? You enjoy murder? It appeals to my sense of the artistic. Oh, it does. Well, there's something fascinating about these bodies. Uh, Something for a connoisseur alone to appreciate. The symmetry of the remains. The beautifully flawless flatness of the corpse. Uh, The hollow in the stomach. Lying in this puddle of gaslight, this mass of flesh and bones uh, makes a nice picture. I should enjoy painting this, if I could paint. I know what you mean, fat man, but uh, wouldn't you prefer probing the mind of a man who conceived this crime? A man's mind is uh, his secret self. Well, enjoy the ghastly spectacle, my friend. Enjoy it. Good evening, gentlemen. All right, men. Take the body down to the morgue and try and find out who it is. Come on, Burke. I'd like to follow that fat man. In heaven's name, why? He's nothing but a psychopathic case. I want to satisfy a hunch. Well, if you're such a good detective, why don't you join Scotland Yard? Well, I might, Burke. I might at that. Where the devil has that gross piece of flesh disappeared to now? He was right in front of us until we turned this corner. Well, we've lost him, Jack. And I don't wonder. We've passed through every side street in the whole city. If you ask me, he knows he was being followed. Good. If he knows, he'll show his hand sooner. Now, the only place he could have gone around here is into the back door of this house. I wonder what house this is. It's a gloomy dump. Let's go back to the hotel, Jack. I've got to finish that manuscript tonight. Looks like a public bar to me. The La Belle Tavern. Are you coming with me, Burke, or are you going home? I'm with you, old boy. I brought you to Paris, and by heaven, I'm going to return you to America. This must be the doorbell. Here goes. And Burke, no matter what I do tonight, don't worry. Come in, gentlemen. Come in. You 
were perfectly right, fat man. Those two Americans did follow you. They're sitting at the bar inside. The Americans value their lives so slightly. Amazing, isn't it, Cecilia? Their lives. Our lives. They might be cops. I don't want to get my neck in a noose. To be quite candid, I am not interested in your neck. You're so impatient, and impatience is an evil ascribed to the very young. It might be a pity if you are not allowed time to cure yourself of that evil. Don't threaten me, you fat pig! <clears throat> you pig! I'd hope to slap some sense into that lovely but empty head. Obviously, my stupid pigeon, those two Americans are wealthy. They would enjoy our roulette table. If you would show them to it, remember, I'll talk to the croupier, and he will take care of the wheel of fate. If you don't do your part well, you'll face a lifetime in jail. What happens if they get wise? Room 16? But, of course. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> I knew you'd understand. Yeah. I understand. There's something so gay about Americans, I always say. I hope you boys don't mind if I stick around. Well, Miss Hart. Not at all, Miss. Not at all. You can call me Cecilia. How about another drink? Oh, that's fine. Three more of the same, bartender. What do you do for a living, Cecilia? Oh, I... I model... In a dress shop. I don't believe you, Cecilia. Jack, stop ribbing the girl. She's a good kid. Well, I'm on the level. I'm interested in it. Here's the drinks. Thanks. Why do I interest you? <laughs> well, because you're fairly easy to figure out. <laughs> Am I? Why? You really want me to tell you? Sure I do. Well, here's mud in your eye. You say you too say. Potent stuff, Jack. Potent stuff tastes like cyanide. Well, Cecilia... I'd say you're a poor girl who lives in the slums. But you're pretty. Prettier than anybody in your entire neighborhood. Well, let's see. Uh, then you must have met a man. What of it? I'm no saint. You promised you a lot of doodabs, and suddenly you found you'd commit your first crime. Let's say, murder. What'd you do? Set her mother on fire? <laughs> well, for that, let's have three more, Drake. Bartender, three more. Well, now, let's say it really was murder. The second murder wasn't so hard. And the third was easy, wasn't it? I never had nothing to do with a murder. Well, for the sake of argument, let's say you have. But inside of you, all the time, is this wanting to be liked, wanting to be on the level. But your so-called friends, they don't trust you, Cecilia. Someday they'll double-cross you. I hear the drinks. Thank you. Nobody will ever double-cross me. Well, here's mud in your eye. Drink up, boys. <clears throat> Is there anything else to do around here? You seen the gambling rooms? Gambling rooms? Ah, that's me. Who runs those gambling rooms, Cecilia? I don't know. One of your friends? A fat man, perhaps, with a long nose? I don't know the owner. Gosh, you're real nice. Is the fat man in the back room now? Probably. Gambles here a lot. Do you... Do you really want to play? Sure. Well, come on, Jack. We'll see who's right. My books or your instincts. That's the f first portion of the weird circle going back to October 3rd, 1943. A terribly strange bed. 
And uh, that's by Wilkie Collins, famous writer. This is a good, scary story about a sadistic fat man who enjoys squeezing people to death. Yeah. That's a weird one, all right. No, that's not good. You know what? It's a weird story. I hate when that happens, uh. when uh, when a giant guy, like, squeezes me to death. I hate that. Do you hate that? Yeah, it's not I... It's not very comfortable. Um, so Leonardo DiCaprio is the man of the week. He has a birthday coming up November yeah. 11th. He was born 1974, and that means he's uh, a lot younger than me. He's 11 years younger than me. I don't yeah. like that no. at all. No. But you're just as handsome. So well, I know okay. that, but you know, um, he's a little taller than I am, though, probably. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> but when I wear my platform shoes, we're about the same height. Again, I say nothing. Yeah. Don't um, want to get angry. I don't want you to get see. mad at me. And um, he probably has more money than me. I don't know. You know, yeah. you never know. He's been in a you, lot of, he gets a lot of money. You make the big bucks he probably here makes on like the radio. 20, 20, 25 million dollars a movie. Radio is very lucrative. Very lucrative. Yeah. Um, it's doing so, well for me. So he's, he's, okay, so he's handsomer, taller. No, that's not, I did not, I said you are just as handsome. You oh, changed that. Okay. But when I wear my high platform shoes, about the same height. That's right. So that's good. So I'm like on the same You're par. Exactly the I'm same on the same par as Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm start calling you Leo. All right. So all right. Please do. Okay. Here's a movie that he starred in from 2013 biography drama crime. He ran a security check on me. Well, you know, when you sail on a boat fit for a Bond villain, sometimes you need to play the part, right? All right. What movie is that? Give us a call. Toll free eight five five. 360H360 win some fabulous prizes. You ran a security check on me. Well, you know, when you sail on a boat fit for a Bond villain, sometimes you need to play the part, right? All right. Great movie. A lot of curse l- uh, words in this movie, though, Lisa. Probably too many for me. But <laughs> call us toll free 855-360H360. Win some prizes. We'll be right back. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, welcome back to the show. Here is that clip again with Leonardo DiCaprio. He ran a security check on me. Well, when you sail on a boat fit for a Bond villain, sometimes you need to play the part, right? 2013 biography drama crime. Let's go out to Kenosha and talk with Scott. Hey, Scott, how are you? Good, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, Scott. So, uh, what movie is this? This is definitely The Wolf of Wall Street. It is. It's the Lisa Wolf of Wall Street. That's exactly right. Great job, Scott. You're a winner. My crabby brother is sending some prizes. Sound good? Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Uh, Scott knew it, Lisa. He did. Yes, he, he did. He has a voice for radio. Yes, he does. Me. Yes, yes. Here's a little trivia. You want some trivia? Uh, Which proves that I do some prep work for this show. Uh, no, thanks. You don't want it? No? no. <laughs> Just skip it? Go right back to a weird circle here? Let's get back to the radio show. All right. No. Okay. Okay, so Julie... Number 21 wins. Jack, the fat man's in the corner of the room. Yeah, I saw him, Burke. And he saw you, old boy. Don't think he didn't. Come on, boys. Let's play. Money, money, money. Place your bets, gentlemen. They'll make some room for us over here. Come on. Okay. Hello, Cecilian. Hello, Monty Laureat. You playing again? I thought you lost every cent you owned last night. A desperate man finds desperate ways to raise money. Mm, even murder, eh? You heard about it. Perhaps. And perhaps not. I'd like you to meet some new friends of mine, Monty. This is Jack Westcott and Burke Manning. Monty Lauriard. How do you do? Money, 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 gentlemen. Place your bets. I bet 30 francs on odd. I'll bet 100 francs on number 13. Good boy, Jack. The play is dead. 
Round and round the little ball goes where she stops. Nobody knows. Hey, Greg, I feel a little busy. You had too much to drink, pal, and those drinks were strong. Number 13 wins. I won! Good for you, American. Lucky for you. I won the first time I ever played here, but never again. Money, 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 money. That was the first time Jack won in that incredible evening. But as the ball spun, his winnings increased. The table seemed to have gone crazy. Jack became gambling drunk. The croupier seemed desperate as that wheel spun round and round, each time increasing Jack's winnings. The room was tense with excitement, and even the little thin loser, Loyard, seemed surprised. Monsieur Westcott, your luck is phenomenal. You've won 30 times. 30 times. Jack, you've won a fortune, man. Stop now before it's too late. Leave him alone, Burke. Let him play if he wants to. Sure, let me play if I want to. I want to break the bank. Careful, monsieur. Let me warn you. Careful. Jack, it's almost midnight, and I've got a lot of work to do tonight. Please, let's go. And remember the fat man. The fat man be hanged. Here, Jack. Have another drink. <laughs> Thanks, you see? Jack, be sensible. Ah, stop being an old auntie, Burke. I'll see you later at the hotel. Make the book have a bloody ending. I'm in the mood for a good murder tonight. Remember, Jack, I warned you. Goodbye. Money, 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 gentlemen. Place your bet. I, uh... I told the croupier you wanted to see him back here, fat man, but it wasn't the croupier's fault the American broke the bank. That is for me to decide. Uh, where is the American now? Outside. Buying drinks for the house. Good, good. That ought to keep him busy. You... You called for me, monsieur? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I'll need you too, Cecilia. Uh, shut the door. I don't like to frighten our patrons. I'm... I'm sorry about the wheel, monsieur, but it was broken and I... I couldn't control that. That is unfortunate for you. What are you going to do, monsieur? Come here. Don't put your fat hands on me, fat man. Let me... Don't fight the fat man. You can't move, can you, croupier? Because if you move, my arm will break your neck. <laughs> Call my men, Cecilia. I might need a little aid with this stupid fool. What are you going to do, fat man? Have his brains pressed out of his body in room 16. His mind is no good where it is now. Oh, no, monsieur. Please, monsieur. Not room 16. <laughs> What's that? What was that, Monsieur Loriot? We'll probably be luckier if we don't ask questions. I want another drink. Jack, listen to me. Put on your hat and coat and leave this place. You're being watched all the time. Who's watching me? Hello, Jack. Oh, have a drink. No, Jack. You've had enough to drink. Leave this place right away. She's right, Jack. You must leave. I'll see you home personally. Come on, then. Oh, no, you don't, Monty Loriot. I know your tricks. The last man you saw home was found with a dagger in his breast. How come you're so interested in me, Cecilia? Because you're the first person who ever treated me decent. Oh, please go home. All right. Sooner or later, every woman develops some mother complex over me. Now, I don't want to be mothered. Who is trying to mother you, my friend? Oh, hello, fat man. Cecilia. Ah, she's developed a rather latent maternal instinct. I think a maternal instinct is out of place tonight. After all, uh, tonight's a night for celebration. Yeah, the fat man's right. Celebration. Bartender, open a bottle of champagne. Bartender, a champagne. A champagne for Monsieur Westcott. Uh, won't you join us, Cecilia? Yeah. 
course I will. Here is the champagne, monsieur. Uh, won't you drink with us, Monsieur Lariat? No, thank you, fat man. I don't think so. I never enjoyed toasting to death. Death? <laughs> Open the bottle, bartender. Good night, Jack. And good luck. Good night. Good night, good night, good night, good night. Here's the handkerchief, fat man. Oh, Jack, your money is all tied safely in your handkerchief. Thank you, friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, where'll I put the handkerchief? It would be wisest to tie it uh, to your belt. I, I feel dizzy, fat man. Oh, you need a cup of good hot coffee. That will straighten you right out. Uh, Cecilia, go in the kitchen and fix our friend a cup of coffee. But I, I really... Don't tell me, my little pigeon, that your hearing is failing you. I'll get it right away. I'm glad we're alone, fat man. I want a chance to talk to you. Talk away, Jack. Uh, tell me confidentially. Why do you enjoy seeing a mutilated body dragged out of the river? There's beauty in death. In the act of death? Or in the recovery of a body after life has left it? In both. Then do you enjoy committing a crime? Perhaps. Perhaps it would be pleasant to watch a man die. Slowly. Very slowly. In order to see life leave the body. Say that uh, you and I watched uh, a murder by pressure. What would happen? Uh, I'm interested, fat man. What would happen? The face is the first part affected. It would turn red. And the victim would probably feel hot blood pounding in his brain. Pounding like steel hammers. Mm-hmm. Then his eyes would feel sore, as if the fluid creating sight were ebbing slowly away. That would be painful? Painful but glorious. His face would discolor. The pressure on his chest would be so great he, he'd try to scream, cry out, but he couldn't. He wouldn't be able to move, not a limb, not a muscle. He'd be paralyzed. I'd see to that. And in that moment, all the horror that is in man's mind would be indelibly imprinted on the brain until a sudden crushing noise would blot out thought. And what would that crushing noise be? The pulverizing of the human bone. Here's the coffee, fat man. Ah, let me see it. Hmm. Tastes all right. Here you are, Jack. This will fix you. I... No, I don't think I want any. If you'll pardon me, I... I'm so dizzy. So frightfully dizzy. Oh, of course you are. Here, Jack, drink it. Drink it, my friend. My good, good friend. If you don't want to drink it, Jack, don't, don't. Now open your mouth, my friend. It will sober you very quickly. No, I... Open your mouth. No. There. Now, how do you feel? I... I'm sick. I'm sick. It's dope, isn't it? It's dope. Let me... Oh, our friend Jack is asleep, Cecilia. Call the bartender. I think our friend will spend the night with us in room 16. Sir 
working all over Paris for you, monsieur. You've been looking for me? Yes, I've called every hotel in the city trying to find you. I know you don't remember me, but I met you earlier this evening at the LaBelle Tavern. My name's Lauriard of the Paris Police Force. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Well, won't you come in? Where's uh, Mr. Westcott? I had to leave him at the tavern. He wouldn't listen to me. You see, monsieur, I've been assigned to watch that tavern. It's been under suspicion for several weeks. Oh, great Scott, man. Where's Jack now? At the tavern. He's carrying an enormous amount of money on his person. I know the fat man will never allow him to leave with that money. Why don't you raid the den? Unfortunately, we can't. We have no proof. As a matter of fact, they might not harm him at all. But just in case, I thought it might be a wise idea for you to go down there. You can go to the door and ask for... Yes? What do you want? You're the bartender, aren't you? I am not Napoleon's grandma. What do you want? My friend Jack Westcott hasn't come back to the hotel as yet. We've been waiting for him, and I thought that he probably decided to spend the night here at your place, and I... Your friend is not here. Go home, American, before you get yourself in more trouble than you can handle. Who was it? The other American asking about his friend. Where are you going? Upstairs. Take Monsieur Westcott a candle, like the fat man told me. Be sure the fat man told you, or else... I'm sure. Very sure. Jack. Jack, I... I brought your candle. Are you asleep? Wake up, Jack. Please wake up. Please. Maybe if I shake him. Wake up. Oh, I hate to slap you, but your life depends on it. Oh, what is it? Oh, wake up, wake up. Cecilia, <gasps> Jack. Jack. Luckily, he's still asleep. Come, Cecilia. Let our friend sleep. I'm so sick. So dizzy and sick. Why didn't she let me sleep? Oh, I feel paralyzed. I, I can't move at all. Just as if I'm drugged. Maybe if I concentrate on the room, I'll go to sleep. Funny. Funny that a French gambling house should have a bedroom. What is an old English four-poster bed doing in a French room anyway? What a heavy canopy over my head. So solid looking. Almost as if it were made of steel. The mattress is so hard. I must concentrate on something. The picture above my head is just even with the canopy. Oh, an evil looking Spaniard with five feathers in his head. The eyes moved. I'm certain of it. The eyes moved. I wonder if I dare look up again. I, I was sure there were five feathers. Now there are only four. Four feathers. Four feathers. Now three feathers. I wonder who's outside my door. I'll try to sleep no, no, look at the picture. What? The feathers have disappeared. I can barely even see the face. <gasps> God, Aaron. The canopy is being lowered on me. That's what it is. The canopy. It can't move. The paper thin corpse. Oh, I gotta move it. 
Es gab Durst. Kloss. Kloss. Du, dann squash me. Oh, I must move. I, I can't do it. It's almost done. Halfway done. Go, I, I... I oh, just to crawl out of bed. Oh, if I get a cone, I'm to crawl out of here. I, I... Oh. Oh. I'm safe. Safe from that horrible contraction. Uh, not a get out of here. The window. Open the window slowly. I'll call to the window. Uh, I can push the window open slowly. Very slowly. The bed must have clamped down on him by now. Listen to me, men. Push the window open. Oh, it's stuck. Be sure and deliver the money bags to me. Up uh, there. And now to open it wide enough to crawl through. You can raise the canopy now. Let's go in, gentlemen. Help! Help somebody! Get Help the me! Get the hand before I turn the window. Save somebody! I've got him. Help! Get the window. Oh, yeah. If the bed didn't work the first time, oh, it was cut I've ways and means of making it work the second, and perhaps it would be more pleasant to watch life ebb out in front of me. Oh, no. Place him carefully on the bed. There we go. There we go. There we go. Good. This ought to prove most enjoyable, Mr. Westcott. It's a pity you haven't my detached viewpoint. Put him in. Then lower the canopy. No! 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 no. Miss Weber! Up this way! Inspector Duval, that's the story. Lauriard and Burke were waiting outside all the time. They saw me at the window and Cecilia let them in. Mm, close shave, eh? A lucky escape. Lauriard and I pulled him out of the bed just in time. And Cecilia pushed the fat man under the canopy as it closed down. It must have been a horrible sight, Burke. Well, what about Cecilia, Inspector? What would they do to her? Unfortunately, the police can't find her. <laughs> and I've instructed them not to look too hard. <laughs> That's the wor- weird circle, right, Lisa Wolf? It's very weird. The Wolf Circle from <laughs> October 3rd, 1943, A Terribly Strange Bed by Wilkie Collins, as heard on NBC. Uh, scary story there. We always uh, save the scary stories for last, right? It's Yes. It's, uh, the more we sit here, the weirder and the scarier it gets. Yes, you are weird and, and you, you are, are scary. scary. 
I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, you know what? what? We didn't talk about our website. We have a website for we the do. show, Hollywood360radio.com. We also have a uh, Facebook, Facebook and a Twitter. Our Facebook is Hollywood360radio. Our Twitter is at Hollywood360radio, whatever that means. I don't know what a Twitter is, but whatever it is, I don't want to catch it. That's for sure. No. No. Catch me if you can. Um, yeah, so that's our websites. And at our home page, on our website, we have a podcast for this radio show. So if you miss any of the show, even one second of the show, you can hear the entire program on podcast at our website. And every Monday we put the last week's show up. So every Monday we put a new show up. And we also add a bonus hour of classic radio. So you not only get our four-hour Hollywood 360 show, but you get an additional hour of classic radio that Lisa Wolf picks out, right? That's right. Because you're so handy with the uh, old-time radio well, show. Well, I do know a good radio show. Yeah, you do when you hear it. I pick it. the best of the best. So you can go to our Hollywood360radio.com site. You'll see a podcast there. There's also a store where you can purchase classic radio and classic TV and CDs and all that good stuff. And then there's also our schedule, all of the programs that we're going to play here on Hollywood 360. And then there's like 450,000 pictures of Lisa Wolf. Well, of course. Yeah. So go to check out our website, Hollywood360radio.com. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Then we'll have more. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the... Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, no, let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com. And receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa. Well, that's another show in the in the books. That went by fast. Another show, as they say, uh, it was a very big shoe tonight. Who said that? Very big shoe, Lisa. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Yeah, Ed Sullivan. Ed right? Sullivan. Really big shoe tonight. I don't know. I can't do his voice. No, so why am I even trying? Like I, I can do impressions of some people, but, but not, not him. Not Ed Sullivan. <laughs> no. I, I'm going to practice my Ed Sullivan. I'll have it for you All next right, you week. You keep working on that. Next week, Duffy's Tavern, The Amazing Mr. Malone, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Quite a lineup, huh? Quite a lineup. From my co host, Lisa Wolf, executive producer, Mike Costella, national movie critic, Sarah Adamson, Vince, and Chris Lombardi, my crabby brother, Vince Amari, Adam West, Batman himself. And me, Carl Amari, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Hollywood 360 with host Carl Amari is brought to you by Reader's Digest. To learn more about Hollywood 360 or to contact us, visit our website at Hollywood360radio.com. Adam West speaking.